always finish Monday's show with the Courier Mail's chief sports writer in Robert Crash Craddock, and Crash is with us now. Crash, good morning. Morning, Paul and Jared. It's uh, what a week we've had. What a week we've got coming up. What about those AFL finals? My goodness me. No wonder Lee Matthews said it's the greatest season in AFL history, and he said that before the finals. Can you believe it? Well, we seem to have the uh, the best game of the year changed every day. It seemed to be another best game of the year crash. Yeah, it was stupendous, wasn't it? And uh, I, I just... I, I tell you when you know AFL's getting cut through, when you go to Broncos training and everyone's talking about an AFL game. And that was the case Friday morning. I went out for Kevin Walters' press conference and uh, I heard the uh, the Bronco... Like, everyone was there saying, oh, what about that kick that went over the goalpost? Did you think it was a goal? You know, and, and you know, these were... Uh, you know, it was just, just a... That's when you know you're getting cut through. Crash, well, we've got a lot to talk about the Broncos, but we always kick off your segment on a Monday morning with your underrated... And overrated? What was your underrated from the weekend of sport? Uh, underrated, uh, I want to give a rap to Gold Coast Titans captain Tino Fausua Malawi, who he's 22 years old and he has tried to carry that team on his shoulders. And I just thought it was fitting. He finished with the uh, in the stands in New Zealand after the win against the Warriors, standing there with nothing more than his budgie smugglers on after giving away all his gear to the fans because... Look, I've just heard a stream of stories about behind the scenes. He's got in meetings. He's really tried to, you know, be constructive and and shape the thought processes of young players and inspire them. And I think you get no credit for being a captain of a battling team. But at 22 years old, like he's been in meetings with Mel Meninga and being the dominating force, you know. Um, so hats off to Tino. Barry Muir, the late, great Queensland halfback who passed away last Friday at age 84. I just felt, Paul, that Barry played for Queensland and coached Queensland when nothing much was happening over here. He roused Queensland teams of the 1970s by branding the New South Wales players cockroaches and he, he, he got a couple of shock wins against the Blues teams that had the likes of... Arthur Beetson and Bob Fulton. But even more than that, in the previous era, in the previous decade, he played 25 tests for Australia at a time when Queensland were being thoroughly beaten. So I just thought that's underrated right there, right there. And the third thing underrated is we've just spoken about the AFL and what a beautiful weekend it was. I feel underrated is the effect of that week's break, the bye that they have before the finals... We saw eight very fresh teams go at each other, and it really showed. I do not believe you could have had that standard of finals had you had not had that week's break. OK. Uh, well, jury's out on that, but um, there are a few starting to swing your way, I can tell you. I know from yeah, and, and may I say, Jared, I, I've been on the opposite side of the fence for... for um, okay. For, for, for a few years about that, but I've had an open mind. And after seeing that, I reckon coaches are now adapting better to, 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 the, to the break and really, you know, they're, they're learning to manage it better. So it was just, honestly, four. There was no team that was broken. And normally at finals, someone snaps, don't they? Yeah, someone they cracks. Do. Someone gets beaten by 52 points and they say, no, we're just done. Sorry. Well, we thought Fremantle were going to suffer that fate, but they came back and won. 
Yeah, they did. They Huge did. Huge comeback. What about overrated? Overrated uh, golf in shorts at the top level. <laughs> Craig Norman has introduced, has allowed his live players to wear shorts. And I just don't need to see Phil Mickelson's thighs or, or calves, I'm sorry. And uh, I, I just think it, 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 the liver making progress. I, I, there's been tweets in the last hour, this fabulous finish they've got in Boston, that they're now the second best tour in the world. They probably moved past the European tour as in terms of watchability. But uh, manage uh, the um, golfers in shorts at the top level. I just maybe I'm old fashioned. I just prefer them in the in the long pants because it makes their driving and all their shop making look better too. I've got to I've got to disagree with you there. I mean I don't play golf, but I think that's where racing uh, missed out. And finally, uh, the powers that be there now have started to rel- relent a little bit on on the dress attire. Uh, even over carnivals, etc., and we see it in Queensland on the Gold Coast, and that where people are allowed into the members with shorts. But uh, is it that big of a, an issue, really? Uh, if you're trying to attract the next generation or the younger generation into a, a sport like golf, I think that's an impediment. Yeah, but I, 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 I think at the top level, though, I don't mind. I mean, you can play social golf, anything in shorts, but. I, the, it's funny, Liv is just finding itself at the moment. Like, one of its catch cries is golf is golf loud, uh, 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 louder than it's been before. Mm. And they have these beatboxes around the place. And, you know, I just had a text from a mate about 10 minutes ago who's actually at the tournament. And he said, mate, it's funny, all the catch cries, golf is loud. And yet we, I've spent the day hearing caddies telling the crowd to shut up while blokes are hitting. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. And may I say just quickly, um, a nice mid-place finished by Jed Morgan from Royal Queensland, the, the lad raised in the salad bowl uh, up uh, around, you know, outside Toowoomba. And he's, uh, he had five under today to finish in the mid-20s. So that's a nice oh, finish nice. for him. Yeah. Well, he'd been struggling for a while, so that's a, that's a great uh, effort for him. Now, that's tournament we've finished with a, a three-way tie here, Joachim Neiman. Dustin Johnson and Anaban Lahiri. So I actually I don't know what happens now. Crash, do we have playoffs? I think they I think they uh, are scheduled to have a playoff, which is you know they're, they're, they're big names, aren't they? And it's uh, it's on YouTube, of course, and uh, but they are attracting a lot of attention. And the little spot fires are still burning. Paul McGinley wrote a column, you know the. Uh, the experienced Ryder Cup captain and uh, former outstanding player wrote a column in the Times on the weekend saying all the European players don't want to play with the live guys over the next month in in England. And yet, within uh, 12 hours, a couple of players from the European tour said, speak for yourself, we're okay with it. So, you know, there's, there's just... Uh, emotions are running high, they really are. And, of course, Cameron Smith... Uh, who's had a very good tournament and his first tournament for Liv, their master signing, and he's changed the whole landscape around it. Even blokes who have been death-riding the Liv tournament and say, you know, you're second rate, you're a home for geriatrics uh, and all this, that they've had to completely change their thinking because their, their fields are very, very solid, containing a lot of draw cards. Yeah, they all go down the 18th, the three winners, and I'll keep playing that till it's decided... Uh, and Paul McGinley, uh, keep in mind, he works for the Golf Channel there with Brandel Shambly, so he's probably got uh, a vested interest why he would write that. 
crash the Brisbane Broncos. They were on the verge of being a top four side five weeks ago. They now will not play finals footy this year. Where did it all go wrong for the Bronx? Yeah, <clears throat> something happened, didn't it, in that loss to the West Tigers, as if... I, I went back today and I, I looked at uh, Wayne Bennett's season with St George in 2009 where he first went to the club and he got them winning the minor premiership and then they got eliminated in straight sets in the finals. And I think sometimes the effort of getting a struggling team towards the top of the ladder can just tell at the end of the season. But it was a really serious collapse. No team has been higher placed than the Broncos and missed the finals. They were in the top four or five weeks from the finals and missed the eight. So they, they've got some, you know, it's just that they, everything that they were for two months, they suddenly weren't. That fierce tackling, that tackling for each other, that covering their mates back, you know, it's then suddenly they had nothing. So there are some serious questions to be asked of coach Kevin Walters. However, I think we'll see what the Broncos have made of in the first six weeks of next season whether this was just a blip from a tired team or a team that's not as good as we thought they were and the sun somehow switched off. They'll have Reese Walsh there next year, outstanding player. Um, they'll have Herbie Farnworth back, outstanding player. To me, they may be shorter forward. Hopefully, they'll have Payne Huss in a better state of mind. I felt he was disappointing in the last month of the season, Payne Huss. Of course, he's had dramas with his mother in court. But uh, he, he's just, he just wasn't the player he has been in his multiple Paul Morgan winning medal seasons just over the past month when they really, really, really needed him. Now, he's going to go into contract negotiations with the Broncos searching for an upgrade to his contract. He's on 850000 next year. He wants a million. I can't see how he gets that. I just don't think he's worth it. I don't I think they'll leave on that, on that price, Jerry. I wouldn't have no. thought so. Sorry? I was going to say they didn't have Carrigan for a month. I'm a little bit surprised that Kevin Walters, uh, his tenure is is under pressure. Um, It seems like everywhere at the moment they say, will he hold his job? Whereas four or five weeks ago, he was going to be the coach of the year. Yeah, and look, he he finished two wins behind the Roosters and the Storm. I mean, no one's, and no one's questioning Craig Bellamy's season or Trent Robinson's season. Yes, he did finish behind them, but only two wins. So, you know, he's doing a lot right, Kevin Walters. And I didn't necessarily think that Tyson Gamble's comments on a podcast where he said, oh, look, match play and everything, if there's something we need to clarify, we just go to Renault because Adam Reynolds is the king of that stuff, not Kevy. I didn't necessarily think that was the huge sledge on Walters that it was painted out to be. It was disrespectful. But Mal Meninga used to say when he was coaching Australia, he said, look, I've got Billy Slate, uh, Billy Slater and Cam Smith in my team. Of course I let them run the sessions. And Craig Bellamy used to say the same thing. You, you, you maximise what you've got from the game's best minds. And the captain is on the field. If the captain is a coach as well, then it's happy days. So, but having said that, something's not right in the team and and, um, I'm not sure they know what it is, Paul. You said, Crash, you think they need another forward for next season. Do you know, most people have their rosters put together now, uh, way out before the start of next season. Do you know if this could be a late addition to the Bronx? 
No, I, I, I don't. I, I know they've they're very tight salary cap wise, but might have room for one last player. But I just think a you know a, a hard old forward, one of those one of those guys that's he's going to be as strong in week twenty four as he is in week one. You know they they're hard to find. Not necessarily a star. I know they bought Corey Jensen for that precise role. But uh, I, I just thought that they're, they're with Ryan James faded and uh, they're, they're just short that, that crash tackling, really dependable forward. Kirk Capewell did a nice job for them uh, for about 22 weeks and I felt he also faded just a little bit towards the end. Someone like an old Aidan Tolman who's doing wonderful stuff there with the Sharkies, do you think? Exactly. That that bricks and mortar player who you can just build a... You just set and forget for the whole season. You know what you're going to get all the time. I mean, they're underrated, aren't they? We always talk about this flashy backs. But, but speaking of that, Selwyn Cobbo was a disappointment. I, I just felt that, yes, he had a great year. He played State of Origin. The best of him was outstanding. But Kevin Walters gave him a week off through exhaustion a week before the end of the season... And the next Friday, he arrived half an hour late to training. I'm sorry. Now, Walters was well within his rights to give him the blast that he deserved. Um, a last thing I'd say, boys, is I just wonder in Walters' coaching team whether he's got that real hard man that pull, that sets standards and pulls guys into shape. The, player, the guy who the players don't really want to cross. You know, we remember when there was the, the famous uh, union of Chris Fagan and David Noble um, from uh, the Brisbane Lions, and Noble was the sergeant drill master, wasn't and Fagan was the good guy. Uh, has Walters got that guy? I'm not sure that he has. Crash, do you think that the NRL have made a mistake by holding finals at suburban grounds? Oh, yeah, I do. I, look, I heard Brent Reid, and I so agree. Look, Cronulla can hold 11,000. You know, Olliant Stadium can hold three times as many. And see, the thing is, the very people you're trying to serve are the ones you let down. Sure, there's 11,000 people will get into Cronulla's Stadium when they play uh, the North Queensland Cowboys. Some of them will be Cowboys fans, some of them will be general rugby league fans. But there'll be a lot of Sharks fans miss out on a ticket. So you're saying, let's do it for the locals. Where at Allianz, everyone gets in, and it's a brand-new $800 million stadium that's sitting up the road, empty, at finals time. I, I, are you bewildered? Or, or, or The same I logic am. goes to Penrith. I am, and the other thing, too, is if you're a North Queensland supporter, you probably know it's a waste of time trying to get there. Well, it, it is, and, and look... Only two weeks ago, you know, I spoke about the charm of suburban grounds and how I'd love to see the Dolphins play more games at home next season than the two or three they're scheduled for. That builds spirit, that builds soul. We get it. It's a really good thing. But that's home and away fixtures, which have a, you know, a very limited drawing power, not a finals game, you know. So I, I just felt... Uh, it's a it's a poor move and it'll cost us some money but isn't it amazing just to think that the 860 million dollar stadium that you have opened one week before finals is unused because or won't be used by that game because you're going local at an old ground so the other thing too crash it's the only match in sydney on saturday oh yeah it's just 
It's too silly for words. And I must say, I really like the Cowboys in that game. I just sense they're, they're building up to something and they match up quite well against Cronulla. And if they win that game, gee, they're sitting nicely at a, at a shot at the title. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the winner this year, I can't see coming from outside the top four. Everyone, people saying, oh, gee, the Roosters are warming up nicely and don't write off South and all that. But, you know, though, the, it, you're going to be good to win four games uh, from the top, from the bottom four. I just, the Cowboys can, can surprise people this year, I reckon. They've, they've been terrific. Crash, it is football season, but we did have an ODI competition in Townsville last week it concluded over the weekend and as you know we have our listeners get in touch with us on a monday morning they're winners and losers from the weekend and someone who featured regularly in this morning's column was aaron finch it appears as though that the uh, george bailey head of selections and andrew mcdonald the head coach there at cricket australia are determined that aaron is going to keep his spot at the top of the order and captain the side going forward Oh, yeah. Gee, this is tricky. It's a really tricky equation because uh, Aaron Finch in the 50-over game, I think his last 15 innings, he scored about 100... No, 11 innings, he scored 160 runs. He's just not the player he was. He fell to the, fell to the same left arm Zimbabwean quick in all three innings. He made basically nothing. He's nearly gone, Aaron, and... Um, you know, it, it's dangerous. He will captain Australia in these three one days against New Zealand and in the World Cup 2020 in Australia in October. But I, I, I and even if he shines this week, even if he makes 70 and 80 this week, I think that that should just about be the end of him, to be honest. Had a really nice career. He's such a likeable guy. In all these disputes, he's Switzerland. The man in the middle who everyone likes, whether David Warner was on one side and guys on the others, everyone liked Finch. He did a great job. But you can just tell. You, you just don't get any better at age 35. His feet are slowing down. He'll have little fits and starts where he'll make 60 and you'll see these headlines, Finch defies the critics. But longevity, his graph is heading downwards. And, uh, you know, who could be the next captain? Maybe Mitchell Marsh. Who could step in in the top order? Maybe Labu Shane. But some good players are missing out on that team. Ben McDermott, good player. Even if you slotted Usman Khawaja in, he could captain the team and open the batting and go gangbusters. But it won't happen. I don't see why the test captain can't captain the ODI side. Yeah, he, he, he could, but I would not have Pat Cummins captain in white ball cricket. It's too much for a bowler to be test captain then say, you know, Steve Smith... There's a chance of that. There is. There is. Particularly to a World Cup in oh, India God. next year. Crash, always a pleasure to have you each and every Monday morning. Uh, uh, you look after yourself this week. I know you've got a busy time ahead. Just before you go, uh, you think it's only one of the top fours that'll win the NRL? Yeah, I do. I just think uh, it, the, the NRL final series, they're beautiful matchups, aren't they? Parramatta and Penrith. How good's that? Cowboys versus Cronulla. Is wonderful. Roosters versus, you know, South. I mean, these, these are terrific games. And I think it's one of the best footy, football seasons in both codes we've had for many years. And uh, September, bring it on, boys. I love it all. Good on you, Crash. See you then.